Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new feature from the Your Own Voice podcast called Gender Lens Reviews. I'm Amy Breslow. Tonight, we're going to be doing a television review of Schitt's Creek, which is truly one of my favorite series, not just this season, but in a long time. There, there are so many things that I love about this show. But before we begin, I just wanted to take a sec and acknowledge what's happening right now. I myself am participating in social distancing. And during this time, it's been really important to connect with people that I love, to connect with being outside in nature, not in crowds, but uh, in places where there really aren't a lot of people. And then lastly, to be watching and listening and taking in material, be it song or movies or TV, that bring me joy. These are the things that are really helping me to get by during this time. So when I was thinking about what I wanted to do next for the Gender Lens Review, immediately Schitt's Creek came to mind. There is so much in this show that I could talk about. It it truly is groundbreaking when it comes to how it deals with gender and sexuality and love. And right now it's near the end of its sixth and final season. And I should warn folks, there's definitely going to be spoiler alerts in this podcast. So if you have not seen the show yet, and I'm gonna do my best to not give away too much. Again, I'm just gonna talk about a few small things but if you are concerned about that, better to watch it and then then come back and hear this. But given how much there is in this show, I'm really going to focus on two episodes in particular that demonstrated something I have never seen anywhere else. I mean, there are many, many moments I've never seen anywhere else, but these two in particular were just things where I thought, wow, that is so unique so original and so brave to go there and to have this kind of material. So I will first give a little bit of framing and then I'll, I'll share the, the things in the episodes that I've been thinking about. First, for anybody that doesn't know, the premise of Schitt's Creek, it's about this crazy rich family that loses everything. They lose all of their money, all of their material possessions. And it's their journey of navigating life without all the stuff, without all the money, and finding love. And what's so wonderful about this show is that it really is talking about an expression of love in all of its forms. You know, if I I had to say in a nutshell, what is this show about? It's about love love between parents and children, between friends, between romantic partners of all different genders and sexual orientations and backgrounds is truly an exploration of the different kinds of form that love can take. I'm not going to go into detail in this particular podcast, but I will say it also freely tackles a queer love story that is ongoing covers many, many episodes in several seasons, so I'm not going to try and address it in in this short podcast, but it's done so beautifully. And one of the things that makes it both the, the queer love story and talking about the expressions of love 
is that Dan Levy, who is the son of Eugene Levy, and he is the, the writer and the showrunner, he's also one of the stars, he has built this world based on an intention to not give any oxygen to hatefulness. And I've never seen that done anywhere else. There's not a single character who's expressing hate, who is expressing prejudice. It's an incredibly accepting world. And, you know, some people might argue it's not realistic. Well, you know what? It's a comedy. And this is the world that Dan Levy has decided to build. And I find it truly, truly inspirational, again, on many levels. And, and I've been holding on to that thought of how do I or how can I create material that does not give any oxygen to hatefulness? And I just, I feel that's such a powerful thing that it bears repeating. So we'll start with the first episode is called Honeymoon, and it is in the first season, and it explores pansexuality, which I will say that I didn't truly get at the level that I get it now until I saw this episode, until I saw this particular scene. And you can find it on YouTube if you search for Schitt's Creek, Wine Not the Label. So if you haven't seen the clip yet, feel free to pause this, go back, watch, and then you can continue on uh, with the podcast episode. It does such a beautiful job of describing between these two characters who One's a man, one's a woman, and they've had this encounter. And the woman is really surprised because she thought the man was gay and didn't think that the man would be into her and is trying to understand, like, you know, I thought you were this and now I think you're that. But she does it in such a lovely, lovely, gentle way. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to give too much away. It's best to go watch the clip and come back. But the bottom line is it's explaining pansexuality as an approach towards sexuality where a person is attracted to what's inside. The way that I think of it is you're attracted to somebody's soul. You're attracted to somebody's heart. And what they happen to be on the outside, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what their gender is. doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Attracted to what's on the inside as opposed to what's on the outside. And again, watch the clip. I, I think that you will enjoy it. The last thing that I wanted to point out, it takes place in a recent episode, and the episode is called Presidential Suite. And this, again, I, I've never seen any other show tackle what they tackled here between a straight couple, uh, a man, a, a cisgendered, straight man and a cisgendered straight woman who have been through the ringer. They have been through such ups and downs and they find each other and they have this incredibly loving relationship and they have both grown through the seasons and, and through the episodes and they reach a turning point and their love story comes to an end because both people have grown. And the way that it unfolds, it defies the expectation that a woman will and should sculpt her life around a man. And instead, 
they both recognize, even though their love for each other is so deep, that they love each other enough to let each other go, to let each other be free. Uh, a woman I know refers to this kind of breakup as conscious uncoupling. And, you know, as I was watching this, part of me is going, no, no, <laughs> you know, like you've been through so much, you, like you, there, there has to be a way to stay together. But I recognize like what gender stereotypes, you know, like what was, what was I thinking? What was I getting triggered by, you know, my own gender stereotypes and recognizing that truly for them to fulfill their own heart's desires, they, you know, they have grown, they, it, it's either abandon who they are, you know, if one chooses to go with the other, and as I said, usually it's the woman who will drop what she's doing and then go and sculpt her life around the man. If she were to do that, she would be betraying herself. She would not be true to who she has become. And as this relationship is ending, it's done in such a sweet and tender and loving way with great respect and with great recognition of how much they have grown because they have been in each other's lives. So that's it. I'm going to end there. I, I sincerely hope that everybody listening to this has a chance to go watch the series. It's also funny as all get out. And I think that we could all use a lot of humor in these days. So that's it for now. Take care, everybody, and be well.